1203 on this Easter Sunday, and uh, we are here live doing our thing, my friend. You want to get a hold, it's help at the theinsurancelawyer.ca and 416-216-5910 to get a hold of Savannah directly. And, of course, taking phone calls at 416-870-6400, star 640 on your uh, cell or smartphone. It's uh, time to go. We always start with the week that was, and we got some big news right after that. Where's your mic? Is your mic on? Now your mic's on. I think it is on. There we go. On right here. Uh, John, what is this? I'm looking outside and it's snowing again. What's going on with the weather? What's going on with the microphones today? They're on. They're off. What the hell? Um, what's going on? It's an Easter special. It's the beginning of on. April, and we're supplying. I just got back from Cuba a week ago, so I'm a little angry. I know you're you tan. Are. Yeah, yeah, I see that exactly. Yeah, I'm waiting. I was actually going to take out. I have an old car that I bring out for the summertime. I was going to do it this week. I uh, know you're going <laughs> to yeah, have to wait for happening. a few more weeks. Yeah. Snow tires are staying on. So what's right. up, bud? Okay, so we had an interesting uh, call that I got this week. Uh, th- th- this was a gentleman who called me, and he called me because for the last uh, uh, few weeks when he was hearing us, he heard me talk about how it's very, very important to. Uh, you know, to get medical treatment right after an accident yep. for a variety of reasons. I mean, obviously, it's, it's, it's uh, self-evident that you should be checking out yourself, making sure you're okay, go to the doctor and go to the hospital. But also, you want to make sure that there is a medical trail so that you're creating a record that's for in sure. place that shows that, you know, you were concerned enough, obviously, about yourself to get checked out. Uh, down the road when you make a claim, if you make a claim for personal injury, for uh, You didn't compensation. wait six months, and now exactly. you've got a problem. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So, so the reason why, why this gentleman called is because He's actually with a lawyer right now. He had an accident uh, that happened a few months back, and the lawyer is insisting that he go to a particular physio clinic, and that physio clinic is about an hour away from where he lives. Sounds like a buddy of his. Well, but that's the thing, and I've been talking about this for a long time now, and you know, when I was working as a defense lawyer for insurance companies, one of the questions that I would be asking someone on the other side uh, somebody who's claiming compensation for injuries is how did you get to the to the rehab clinic that you are now attending? Okay. Who sent you there? I mean, was it a buddy of yours who told you to go there that had a good experience? Was it your family doctor? Was it your lawyer who sent you? And I'm very, very suspicious when I see somebody who comes to me as a defense lawyer looking at this, uh, when, when someone tells me, yeah, it's my lawyer who told me to go to that rehab clinic. Because immediately I'm thinking to myself, well, why is that lawyer insisting that this person right. go to the rehab clinic? And, and, you know, as many listeners know, uh, especially over the last few years, there's been a lot of discussions about uh, fraud in the insurance industries, a lot of clinics who are uh, n- not really doing things on the up and up. And uh, there are a lot of relationships uh, between lawyers and various clinics That's out nice there. That's way to put it, relationships. Relationships. Let's put that in quotes. And those are not kosher, okay? You have to be very careful of those. Insurance companies know uh, which clinics are legit. They know which clinics they have issues with. And if you are legitimately injured and you go to a particular clinic that has been red flagged by the insurance uh, industry, and you're not going to know this, by the way, it could be a problem for your claim down the road because it's going to cast a shadow on your claim. So what I tell people who come to me uh, who've been just injured or or switching to me from another representative, and as as I say, uh, ask your doctor for referral to a good clinic. Make sure that that clinic has a reputation. Uh, If your doctor doesn't refer you to anyone, ask your friends, ask your colleagues. If you really don't know where to go at the end of the day, I'll give you the names of five, ten clinics. Go ahead and check them out, interview them. Because at the end of the day, forget about the monetary claim. You want to get treatment. You want to get the proper chiropractic massage, all that kind of stuff. So very important here. I mean, here we have an individual who was being effectively pressured by his lawyer to go to this clinic. And, you know, now we have to figure out why. So 
you know, this is just a word of warning for anyone out there. Make sure that you go to, to the right facility for treatments. Can you do a, a search? Like you said, there's no way of you knowing if it's got a red flag. Is there any way for you to find out? No, n- not as far as I know. I mean, okay. I, I, I'm familiar with many of these clinics. Uh, the problem is that uh, you have clinics on almost every corner now. Yeah. Uh, you know, everyone who, who has been doing chiropractic or massage or, or physio for any, you know, for a year, two years can open up a clinic. I mean, they can open up even as soon as they get licensed. Uh, you know, make sure that when you go to the clinic, you know, if, if the place looks shady, if it looks like they have, you know, uh, uh, one stationary bike and, and the room itself is 400 square feet, right. there's a problem there, right? Make sure that uh, it, the people that are going to be treating you have the certain the, the qualifications that they need to have, that they're licensed. Uh, you know, I mean, look around. If there's no mm-hmm. one else there, there's a problem. So if my appointment's at 2 a.m. and it's above a hasty market, chances are... I would think so. <laughs> Right. Yes, I, 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 I would say that's a, that's a good sign uh, for you to bolt. Yeah, right. So what's the big news? Okay, so we have, uh, we have uh, very big news. We've been working on, my team and I, for the last, uh, I would say, about six months um, to create a website, a, a, um, a, a calculator uh, that would allow people who are injured in Ontario to be able to plug in certain information and then have that calculator uh, spit out effectively how much uh, money they would be entitled to for their pain and suffering as a result of an injury. Wow. So if you're in a car accident okay. and you hurt your back or you hurt your shoulder or anything else uh, that happened, you could be putting in that information into the website, and we'll, we'll, we'll give that website name in a second. Mm-hmm. And it, it's quick, it's free, it's accurate. And, and by the way, the numbers that it gives you are based on a review of cases across the country. So my team effectively has gone out, has searched the legal databases, have looked for, for cases throughout the country where people have had injuries, back injuries, knee injuries, shoulder injuries, all those kinds of injuries, have looked at what the courts have awarded for pain and suffering for those injuries, compiled that database, and now th- everything that, they, that they've put together has now translated into this website that can now give you this information. So yeah. one of the most common questions, John, is, is for people to come to me and say, well, okay, I, I have this injury. I've, I've, you know, I broke my knee. What can I expect to get uh, at the end of the day if, if I start the claim for the pain and suffering you're telling me nice. that I'm entitled to? And it's a very difficult question because there are so many components to that, uh, you know, to the answer. Yep. And this website really simplifies everything. And that website, the name of that website is um, injurycalculator.ca. So Easy. Go, yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I'm on it right now. Yeah, I was on it earlier. Let's, let's do it. I mean, when, when you go to the website, uh, there's a button there that says, get started now. And after the commercials, we'll go into it and we'll try a few. We'll do a trial uh, run. We'll do a trial run. Very cool. In the meantime, you give us a call if you have questions about this, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Help at the insurancelawyer.ca. That would be an email. And then Savan's number anytime outside of show hours right on his hip is 416-216-5910. The Insurance and Injury Law Show. Talk Radio AM 640. Okay, just before the break, we were talking about something brand new you've put together, injurycalculator.ca. This is, uh, well, basically explain it uh, in brief again. So basically, it's, uh, it's, it's um, a database uh, that allows people who are injured in Ontario to put in certain information, such as the accident date, uh, where the accident happened, how old you are, things like that, what okay. kind of injury you've suffered, and then it tells you what kind of pain and suffering damages you may be entitled to. Okay. And of course, there's some caveats, and we'll go through it. So yep. what I suggest we do, John, is okay. go to injurycalculator.ca. I'm there right now. Okay, and, and let's, let's take our listeners through it. I mean, you go okay. ahead and you put something in there. Okay, March 31st, accident date, accident location, Tirana. How old are you? Oh, really? All right. How old are you, John? Quiet. 44. 
for right. the cause of your injury. Doing radio. Was a car accident. Radio with Savannah. That's not listed here. <laughs> uh, I'm going to dog bite. That's under well, other. Yeah. I'm going to put car accident for now. Okay. Uh, who was at fault? Pff, obviously not me. Uh, someone else. And did the injury affect your income? Yes, it did. Hit. Oh, here we are. Uh, how has your income been affected? I'm not working at all. I'm working less hours, fewer jobs. uh, Less hours, fewer jobs. Okay. Continue. Correct? Continue. Uh, Neck. Yes. Did the neck. All right. So we'll say it was like a whiplash type of thing. Okay. Continue. Sprain, strain, bruising, fracture. Yes. Sprain or strain or bruising. Did you experience severe chronic pain? I'm going to say yes. Right. Notice. Disclaimer. Continue. There's always going to be a disclaimer. According to our survey of Canadian cases, you may be entitled to between $40,000 and $80,000 for your pain and suffering. There you go. And then you can go for there, send your email and your name. Yeah, and, you can submit uh, this as a free consult. It. Absolutely. It's anonymous. Uh, this is awesome. You, yeah, and, and you know, the thing is that most lawyers are very hesitant uh, to, to give out these numbers because they don't want to uh, raise expectations for, for the clients. For sure. and, and that's absolutely legitimate. Uh, and, and, you know, there are caveats. I mean, look, if you are, for example, at fault for your own accident, there's no one you can get pain and suffering from. So this deals in a situation where, let's say, you slipped and fell because, uh, you know, there was water, uh, you know, in, in, in the building that you were uh, attending. Right. And, and there were no signs, right? So somebody there is responsible, the building management or, or somewhere else, uh, uh, slip and fall on ice in a parking lot, you know, when the rent and maintenance contractor didn't put salt down. So, so the calculator allows you then to figure out how much money you could potentially be entitled to. And the reason why we have these ranges, yep. right, the reason why I can't tell you it's worth 20000 or 30000 or thirty six, is because there are many factors that go into this. But having said that, when you look at all the legal databases out there, and, and this is what my team did, they went through the legal databases, they, they've literally scoured... Uh, all of those cases throughout the country to get those ranges right. for the damages, for your back, for, you know, when you, when you go through the injury um, uh, list here, you see that you can, you can pick up uh, neck, shoulder, leg, uh, paralysis, head, anything that could have potentially been affected as a result of an injury. Mm-hmm. When you click on it, you may have subcategories. So if you choose right. knee, for example, well, what did you do with your knee? Did you tear it? Did you just sprain it? Did yeah. you break it? Right. Again, there is always the caveat, which is this: this is giving you some information, some much needed information. Well, I mean, look at this. There. I mean, what we punched through quickly for me says between forty and eighty. Okay, right. thirty seconds ago, I had no clue. So you now it gives no me clue. a ballpark, right? Exactly. And then exactly. you take it from there. So you it's take it from cool. there, yeah. exactly. And again, it depends. Were you in the course of your employment? Uh, right. You know, there's a variety of things. You know, if you're in a car accident, there's certain deductibles that apply. And again, that's only the disclaimer. But the point is that this is the first time. In Canada, that somebody has put together this database that's available for, for the public at large. It's yeah. never been done before. Personal injury lawyers uh, keep, keep their cards close to their chest. They don't want to tell you necessarily at the yeah. first meeting how much you may be entitled to. This now does that. And I can do it. I'm a meathead. So injurycalculator.ca is really simple. And just basing on, you know, on your partner, what our pal Lior did with the, uh, with the severance the pay severance calculator, exactly. that's been a year and a half, and it's been right. 100,000 hits on that thing. Exactly. So this thing's going to be huge, right? So good times. Injurycalculator.ca. Uh, give it a try, especially if you've had a, uh, a, recent, uh, a recent accident. I think you've already, got a, you've already got a ping on it, right? Yes, we did, yeah. We actually had somebody just submit. Uh, let me just take a look. Just after yeah, we talked I'm not about gonna it. Say, yeah, I'm not going to yeah. say the name, but uh, H40 accident happened March 31st of this year. It was a car accident. happened in Toronto. Uh, someone else was at fault. Uh, it, the person's income has been, uh, has been affected. Uh, he's mentioning psychological injuries, so okay. I'm not sure exactly what the mm-hmm. extent is. I mean, psychological injuries, as we know, uh, John, can be debilitating. 
the injury is categorized as serious, the amount that that person may be entitled to is $65,000 to $150,000. Again, the reason why the, the ranges can be fairly large sometimes is because there may be other factors that we have to, to look into. Whatever. He's got a baseline, though. Oh, he's got a baseline. Exactly. And key. again, this is, this is not just me telling you these numbers out of thin air, you yeah. know, just bringing them out from, from anywhere. This is based on a review of case law from across the country. A lot of work in the background. A lot of work. This yeah. took Very many, cool. many months. Yeah. Queen, I want to take an email before we take sure. a quick break. Yeah. Got uh, Sarah from Richmond Hill says, my sister was cycling around home last summer and was struck by a car trying to make an illegal U-turn. She was badly bruised and was taken to hospital. She's been paying uh, for her own physio. Is there a way to claim those expenses back? Oh, boy. Well, actually, this comes on the heels of what we talked about at the beginning of the show. Uh, we're choosing a physio clinic. Well, uh, Sarah, y- your sister should not be uh, paying for her own physio. If she has car insurance, that insurance company should be paying for the rehab. Uh, I mean, it depends, of course, what the injuries are. It, that will affect how much money there will be available. Even though she was on a bike? Uh, absolutely, 100%. Really? Now, if she doesn't have any insurance coverage, if she doesn't have her own auto insurance right. uh, for a vehicle at home, then the insurance company of the person who struck her will have to now pay for her rehab. Okay. And again, it depends what kind of injuries. If we're dealing with just uh, uh, strains and, and, and you know, general soft tissue type injuries, nothing broken, she will, she will be likely placed in the MIG, the minor yeah. injury guidelines. Right. She'll have about $3,500 uh, allowable to her for treatments. If she broke something, if, if there is a full tear, for example, of her shoulder, she would be entitled to up to $50,000. She's out of the MIG. She's out of the MIG. But keep in mind, she's also going to be able to get pain and suffering compensation here. So actually, Sarah, uh, you or your sister can go on the injurycalculator.ca to actually figure out uh, how much money for pain and suffering she would be entitled to from the insurance company of the person who struck her. Can't she go back for stuff she's already paid for? Absolutely. Beautiful. Uh, 416-870-6400, star 640 on Cell Savannah's number, by the way, is 416-216-5910. Keep that in your wallet and help at the insurancelawyer.ca. We'll get to some more emails. We'll talk a little more about uh, the calculator. It's, uh, it's, it's new. It's brand new. You should get out there and try it, injurycalculator.ca. Lots more of the show, the Insurance and Injury Law Show on Talk Radio, AM 640. 1223, back at it. Here we go, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell phone and help at the insurance lawyer. .ca uh, to get a hold of Savannah again. We're just uh, launching brand new today, insurancecalculator.ca. We uh, we put me through it, just fictitiously, actually, and John, it's, they, it's, uh, cool them out. That's right. It's actually injury in, cal- injury injury calculator.ca. Injury yeah. I'll be okay. Exactly. How's my reading skills? <laughs> Excellent. That's it's right. called finished school. Uh, we, got, uh, we got a phone call, and I think maybe we can uh, we can do one with Al. Hello, Al. How are you? Oh, fine. Fine, Savannah. Hi, Al. I just wanted to know, um, I was involved um, in an accident Mm-hmm. December the tenth, I was rear-ended. Okay. And since then, um, they fixed my car, and uh, and it was resprayed and so forth. But when I was struck, Al, do me a favor just before you continue, turn your radio down for me. Sure. Okay. Yeah, all the way down. You got a bit of an echo there. Ah, nice, nice. Peace and quiet. Go ahead. Sorry about that. There we are. No worries. Go ahead. I didn't even realize it was on. <laughs> Go ahead. Continue. Yeah, so um, at this stage, uh, I still have pains. Okay. In my back and in my in my head. Right. Around the neck and so forth. Now, this happened December the 10th. Okay. And uh, I just wondered whether I can pursue uh, I you know, some um, legal legal action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Al, let, let me let me ask you uh, a few questions, if you don't mind. We're actually going to use the injury calculator uh, website just to see 
uh, what, what kind of compensation you would qualify for. Uh, how old are you? Oh, I'm 80. Okay. I'll be uh, 81 this, uh, in about six months. Okay. All right. So you're eight years old, and it was someone else that was at fault. I'm assuming that you're not working? No, I'm retired now. Okay, you're retired. And uh, when I go to the category of injury here on the website, uh, I'm going to put in there uh, chronic pain. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? What's your primary injury? Is it to your back or to your head? Would it's you say it's back, back pain? Yeah, back. To your back. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to click on the back. Uh, and, and it says here, uh, there's a few choices, uh, tear of ligaments or disc bulge or fracture or sprain or strain. I think, I think we're dealing with a sprain or a strain to your back. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that's asking me here is if, you're, if, you're, um, if, if your pain is chronic. Well, uh, we're in April now. Uh, we're talking about, let's say, five months or so. We don't know yet if it's chronic, but let's assume for a second uh, that uh, in, in the, in the uh, unfortunate situation that this will continue on. I'm just going to click yes. There is a disclaimer. So the calculator is saying that uh, if you were to pursue a claim for this accident, and if your injuries are in fact chronic, that you'd be entitled to anywhere from $55,000 to $100,000 for your pain and suffering. Okay. Yeah. Now, this assumes, of course, it's a rear-end collision, so it's not your fault. Uh, it, it, it assumes that uh, you've gone through rehabilitation, that you've gone through various treatments, which I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you have or you are going through. Is, is yes, this correct? But, um, you know, I was when I started the treatment, I was given heat. Right. And it uh, it got uh, progressively worse. Okay. So I discontinued it and just, you know, got it massaged. I have one of these machines you can put on your back, uh, you know, to massage the area. Right. And um, I've been using that in uh, free, you know, free hand exercises. Right. I'm very active. Um, I... I cycle and um, to keep fit. Yep. I don't eat and drink different things, you know, alcohol right. and all that. That's why I'm 81 now. Yeah, you sound like a young guy. I, I would have put you around 40, right? I, I, I would not have put down 80. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Okay, so Well, Al, I mean, we can talk definitely off show. I mean, there's various things we need to discuss. The fact that it was a car accident means that there are certain deductibles that apply. So, you know, uh-huh. the amounts that I've quoted to you uh, would be reduced to an extent by the deductible that applies. Having said that, again, very, very important that you're getting the treatments that are helping you. And, and what I usually tell John to, to people who come and see me or, or speak with me by phone is, Make sure you get all the treatments uh, that are being recommended to you. Uh, make sure that, uh, that you follow those recommendations for a variety of reasons, not the least of which is that you want to actually get, get better. Get better, right. Exactly. I mean, no amount of money is going to put you back in the position you were prior to the accident. Right. Al, in the meantime, here's the number, 416-216-5910. Again, 416-216-5910 to get a hold of uh, Savannah. Give him a call. Uh, when you guys are uh, done the show, and you can continue on with Al at, uh, at a later date. Let's get yeah. into, um, we talked about this, you and I, off air just before the show. And, uh, you know, the time of year is spring, not only spring, but Christmas parties, uh, company parties. And sometimes it comes about where you have injuries at events, right? Yes. So, um, I mean, if you go to a wedding and slip and fall on food or, or liquid that's on the floor and are injured, can you make a claim for compensation? Yes, you can. And this is very important for people to know, both for people who have been injured in various events, as well as people who are hosting certain events, whether you're hosting a summer barbecue for a, on a company retreat uh, or a neighbor's place, or a neighbor's right? place, whatever, yeah. or maybe you're having a big birthday party. Keep in mind that if something happens on your property, uh, someone falls as a result of something that happened, somebody gets injured, technically speaking, they can then start a claim against you as the property owner. 
Now, who responds in that situation? Let's say you get that letter, John, that for you know the the the, the uh, event that you held a couple of weeks ago, somebody got injured because they slipped and fell uh, because I don't know there was some beer that was uh, or some some arena's amazing guacamole on the floor. And I there, you go, exactly. there you so go, exactly. So what happens? Well, if you get that letter, you get that claim, you have to then give it to your home insurance, and your home insurance okay. is going to uh, respond to that claim. So if someone is injured on the property of someone else, it's no different than if you were in a mall and slipped and fell on water or in a parking lot on ice. So what I usually tell people is that if you're going to have an event, just consider the idea of having event insurance. Okay, I know I bet it sounds. You nobody does that. No, it doesn't know. Most people don't. Although, yeah. although John, there is a claim actually that comes to mind right now in my office where I'm representing a lady who broke her wrist because she actually fell at, at a at a wedding event that someone did in, on on their property in their house mm-hmm. uh, about a year ago, and, and that that. Um, uh, owner of the property uh, actually had another company come in, set up a stage, and they did have event insurance. So it's good because the company did, or the he company did. did. Oh, okay. The company did. But but I mean, this is this is uh, word to the wise that if you're having an event on your property, you make sure that you actually get the proper insurance for that. Because the last thing you want is to get that letter and to have to give that to your home home insurer. You bet. And then, of course, you know, depending on what happens, your premiums can go up. Take a quick break. In the meantime, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. It is help at theinsurancelawyer.ca and 416-216-5910 is Savan's number. In the meantime, plug in injurycalculator.ca. Go through the numbers and uh, get some information from yourself. If you've been in a recent accident, a slip and fall, it'll give you some uh, some broad strokes. Pretty cool. Check it out. More of the insurance and injury law show coming right up on Talk Radio, AM 640. 12, sorry, big guy, 1232 Sunday afternoon and proud to be uh, talking about today injurycalculator.ca. This is brand new. It's a, you punch in about six or seven key pieces of information. And it gives you a ballpark number of uh, what you could be owed or at least what's coming For to you. For pain and suffering, right? pain and suffering. It's very cool. We did it with me, even though it's fictitious. Let's keep it that way. Knock on wood. Well, uh, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell for the phone lines. And oh, we're just waiting for Donna to get put through here and we'll take her. Uh, in the meantime... I want to get to an email. This one from Jerry from Toronto says, I slipped and fell on black ice a few weeks ago and hurt my back pretty badly. My doctor gave me a note that I can come back to work on modified duties, but my employer says that I have to be 100% perfect to come back. Uh, can I get compensation for the time off? Plus, uh, I'm losing about $3,000 a month. Okay, well, uh, Jerry, uh, I'm very hurt. So- I'm very sorry to hear about uh, the accident. And uh, yeah, 100% you can get this compensation, especially if we can show that, uh, you know, the place where you fell, that they didn't do uh, the job properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, most times when you, f- when, when you fall on, on ice uh, in, in a, a, a public setting, like a, you know, a sidewalk or, sure. or a parking lot or anything like that, there's usually a winter maintenance contractor that's contracted by whoever owns the, the area, whether it's a city or a company, whoever it is. Uh, they're, they're responsible for taking uh, uh, care of the place, which means that they usually have insurance, which means that uh, they are geared to deal with claims like yours. And, you know, when, when you're injured as a result of a slip and fall like that, which happens extremely often uh, in the winter, and, and we start these kinds of claims uh, quite a lot, we, yeah. we, we, we get the insurance company on the other side and, you know, we, we show them the documents. I mean, we show them that you're losing this money. And so when you make your claim for pain and suffering, for income loss, all that kind of stuff, you're going you're gonna to get that compensation down the road when we enter into settlement negotiations, when there is a mediation. So yes, you're going to be able to recover that amount, again, subject to uh, and any, any factors here that may reduce the award. So for example, uh, 
you know, if you weren't looking uh, where you were going, then that's called contributory negligence. But the point is that uh, you are entitled to make that claim. Now, I just want to deal quickly with the fact that your employer says that you have to be 100% to come yeah, back. Yeah, that's, that's, that's something stinks there. Yeah, and you know, that's something that we deal with quite a lot as well. A lot of the people that come to me are having difficulty with their employer because uh, they've been injured and now they're getting this pushback from the employer. You know, the employer doesn't want to accommodate them, doesn't want to give them part-time hours until they get back up to full-time, you know, when, when they're recovered. Uh, so in those situations, I, I simply call on uh, my, my partner, Lior Samfiro, uh, you know, who does the employment hour here, uh, or, or any number of the employment lawyers uh, at our firm, and they're very well equipped to deal with this. And oftentimes, it's, it's, a, it's a single letter that comes from one of our law, uh, lawyers uh, that educates the employer on this point. And, and again, you know, we've got, we've got this person covered, both from the injury uh, front as well as from the employment front. I'm wondering if Jerry uh, has any pictures taken back when he slipped, because as you always say, extremely important. Everybody's got a cell phone on them. Reach down, take a snap. Just you do got it, it. And exactly. It your, and in uh, fact, I had uh, exactly, and I had somebody actually contact me this week uh, who tripped and fell. He didn't slip, tripped and fell um, about a year ago or so as a result of uneven uh, sidewalk. Mm-hmm. So there were two um, there were two concrete slabs uh, th- that were not at the same height. So it created a height differential, a, yep. a, a ledge yep. uh, that was about two inches high. That's above the that's above the allowable limit, right? Absolutely, yeah. exactly. And what I usually tell people when, you, when you're dealing with ledges, uh, when you have trip and falls, anything less than about three quarters of an inch, difficult to say that the city yeah. is negligent for Pick that. Pick up your feet. Pick up your feet, exactly. But <laughs> right. if, 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 if you're about an inch and a half or higher or anywhere higher than three and a quarter inch, uh, uh, inch you may be able to establish negligence, which means that you may be entitled to pain and suffering as well as any other damages that flow from the injury. But the city, take a pic and you got 10 take days. Take a picture. Very, very important. Right. Yes. We'll get to the phones and we have uh, Donna in Penetang. Uh, good morning, Donna. How are you? Good morning. Hi, Donna. How are you today? Excellent. How are you? Go ahead. Good, good. I just have a question. I um, had a car accident in February of 2014. Right. The other party was at fault. It was a rear-end collision. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been left with, you know, problems with my neck. I've gone beyond the minor injury. They're still paying for my uh, physio. They're paying for massage. I'm unable to go back to work despite two or three attempts. Right. Uh, I'm, I do have a, a lawyer. Mm-hmm. I'll be right up front about that. Good. I'm, I'm not impressed. Um, I'm not hearing anything. Okay. Like, how long do these claims, how long do these things go on? I think Excellent I'm question. Well, let me ask you a few questions. Yeah, no, Donna, you know what? Your frustration is something that's echoed uh, just literally across uh, our our phone lines at at the office on a daily basis. Let me ask you a few questions. This happened February 14th. Uh, Did did you speak with your lawyer about starting a claim against the other driver? Oh, that's all been done. Okay, so so they started the claim. What's happened since they started the claim? Nothing. Okay, have you asked the lawyer whether he or she have arranged for the next step in the process? No, actually, I haven't. I've been sent to a couple of specialists okay. uh, by the insurance company, but right. nothing by my lawyer. Okay. Um, uh, they, uh, in his, in all fairness to him, I guess his assistant um, wasn't working out, so they got rid of her. So now they have another one, and she started fresh on the claim, which is, you know, volumes of right. And, so, I, you know, should I go back to him and say, like, where are we? What's going on? Yes. My doctor said, I haven't received anything from your lawyer asking how you're doing. Uh, that's that's unusual. If the accident happened over a year ago. It's over a year ago. Okay, yeah. that's, that's no, that's it should not be happening. First of all, if you're not working, you should be receiving income replacement benefits. I did for a while, and then the, the, the uh, doctor that the insurance company sent me to for the second time. Right. The first time I went to him, he said I couldn't work. 
Mm-hmm. Second time I went to him, nothing had changed, but all of a sudden he said I could work. Okay. Which is normal. I mean, I expected that to happen. Yeah, it does happen, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. So they cut you off. When did they cut you off? Oh, about six months ago. Do you know if your lawyer has applied for a mediation? I don't know that either. Okay. I would think I would get a letter if they're doing something. Yeah. Well, you, you know, here's my suggestion, Donna. Your claim should have been started. By the way, don't assume... Uh, that your claim against the other driver has started. Certainly, it seems like your accident benefits claim with your own insurance company uh, is is ongoing. I mean, obviously, you were getting benefits and, and yeah. you were cut off. Uh, right. But I'm not sure if they've taken that new step or not new step, that, that uh, next step, which is to dispute the cutoff. Because the fact that an insurance company cuts you off benefits is is not the end. I mean, at that no, point... I mean, they're not God. They're not God. And, and frankly, this is where the lawyer and the lawyer's office are, are earning their money. They're supposed to then, at that point... Uh, start fighting for you. But don't assume that the claim against the other driver has started unless that lawyer already told you that it started. Did he tell you that it started? No. Okay, well, here's what you need to do. Uh, Tomorrow, you need to call that lawyer's office. You need to either set up a meeting, uh, whether it's by phone or in person, and you need to make sure that you find out whether your claim against the other driver already started. And the reason I say it is, is this. Oftentimes, lawyers wait until the absolutely last minute, the right. two-year mark, before they start a claim for pain and suffering, for income loss. That's time lost. There is no reason for that. No. The no, process I takes... I didn't think so, but I thought, well, I'm going to phone you and ask. Smart. No, it should not be... No, you know what? When I have somebody coming to me and they're not working as a result of an accident, the claim gets out the door within a matter of weeks or max a few months if we need to figure out what's going on. Sometimes I don't necessarily know what the extent of the injuries are, so it takes time to figure that out. Right. But, but you know what? Within a year or so, you're telling me that you have headaches, you have issues with your back. It, it, it seems like a whiplash-type injury? It the, is, yeah. Okay. Uh, did, did, were you diagnosed with, with whiplash uh, two or three? Oh, I don't know. Okay. Uh, you know what? Call the lawyer's office tomorrow. Make sure you get answers. You need to figure out, you need to find out from him uh, what's happening with your accident benefits claim. Okay, right. very, very important that, that they file for mediation. Okay. And mediation is that process where they're now disputing that cutoff right. for, the, for the income replacement benefits. Exactly. And the second thing is the claim against the other driver should have started already. Right. Okay. Well, and if it comment to me when yeah. I initially went there, and I don't want to keep you because there's others waiting. Basically, once you're over 65, uh, you shouldn't be working anyway. That's absolute nice. nonsense. That is, he told you that? The lawyer said that that's what insurance companies, how they feel about things. Oh, I, I don't really care how they feel about things. I mean, I, I've, <laughs> yeah, I've no, worked, Donna, he's I've not. He's not. Thirty years for the government, and now I'm, I'm working part time, and I love the job, but I just can't do it. Donna, he's not wrong in that. Insurance companies, adjusters, defense lawyers. I mean, I was an I was a defense lawyer in the past, and and yes, we'll take that position. Right. But we know very well what the statistics are. We know that, especially now, more than ever. People work beyond age 65. I have clients who are 77, 78, even in their 80s, they're still doing some work. Maybe not full time, but maybe, but, but, you know what I mean? So, so the fact that the insurance company says that, oh, well, you know, you weren't going to work until uh, beyond age 65, they can say that until they're blue in the face. It means absolutely nothing. It doesn't really mean it, no. No. It means nothing, especially, especially. Uh, if, you know, you sound very credible, uh, if you have a work history, uh, you're going to have colleagues, you're going to have people who support you mm-hmm. uh, in, in your contention that you were going to work beyond age 65? Well, yes, and I did. And I also went back and made an attempt once, like just recently. And by um, the way, uh, was that your lawyer's advice or was, was that on your own? Uh, on my own. Well, well you know what? Well, the physiotherapist said, give it a try if you, if you think you can do it. Well, I mean, four hours into Good the day, for I you. Was in agony. You know what? Good for you. 
And that brings me to another point. I'm sorry to digress, John, but mm-hmm. I actually have people coming to me sometimes uh, who've been advised by other lawyers not to go back to work and not to make any attempts at going back to work. Really? That oh, is, wow. first of all, that's unethical. Second yeah. of all, that's nonsense because the mere fact that you are trying to get back on your feet now gives you credibility. For sure. I mean, think about it. If you were a judge looking at the case and you're seeing one person in one scenario not trying to get back to work and another person in another scenario trying to get back to work but not succeeding, which one of them are you going to be more sympathetic to? Obviously, exactly. Uh, Donna, call that lawyer. Make sure you get those answers. If you don't, give me a call. I'll tell you what you need to do next. Take a short break. Uh, You want to give us a call like Donna did? Please do. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Help at theinsurancelawyer.ca and Savan's direct number, 416-216-5910. In the meantime, if you're suffering from a slip and fall, an accident, and you want to know basically or what it's ballpark worth, injurycalculator.ca is where you want to go. More of the Insurance Injury Law Show coming up. Talk Radio, AM640. Right up to 1 o'clock, answering your questions, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Check out uh, injurycalculator.ca. I'm on it right now. We already punched my numbers in. Some uh, valuable information there. You can check it out. And after that, if you like the numbers and you have more questions, you can uh, click away and uh, get a consultation with Savan and part of his staff. i got a uh, question for you. This kind of comes on the heels of what Donna was talking about. What are the risks of not making a claim for personal injury quickly? Risks. Well, yeah, you're right. I mean, that does come on the heels of that of, of that uh, caller, uh, Donna. I, I, I'm I'm still absolutely uh, uh, shocked at what she was saying. That uh, mm-hmm. there's absolutely radio silence from the lawyer that's representing her. Uh, you Guys know, like Jimmy Hoffa just disappear. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I've said it once. I've said it again. There's there's uh, there's a lot of bad lawyers out there. There there are very good ones as well. For sure. Uh, there's some lawyers that I look up to. I mean, that you know, they're phenomenal in what they do. Uh, and they're the top in the field. Uh, but unfortunately, a lot of people out there, a lot of uh, vulnerable people who are injured are in a situation where they go to the lawyer because, I don't know, they saw that person on a billboard or they heard a commercial or, or somebody told them to go there. And, and then, you know, they go to the office, they sign a contract, and then what? They don't hear anything from that lawyer's office. Nothing gets done for months, maybe even years. And if you remember, John, last show, there was a caller who called in. Who, who had a fairly severe uh, accident a few years back, yep. and, and there was a brain injury component there. That's right. And the lawyer, her own lawyer, the person that was supposed to protect her, uh, gave her a letter, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, telling her in that letter that he had missed the limitation period. Sorry. Sorry. And now you can go after him. You know, it, I mean, what it, is it's that? insane. It, what, what is it exactly? So, so, that, so, so let's go back to this question you asked. What are the risks of not making a claim uh, quickly? Where the obvious risk is that you're going to miss a limitation period. And if you miss a limitation period, and the limitation period in, in Ontario is two years mm-hmm. uh, to, to, to start uh, a claim for, for pain and suffering, for income loss, for, for all those kinds of damages. If you miss a limitation period, you could be barred from making a claim. It doesn't matter how serious your claim is. You don't want to be in that position. Okay. The other risks of not making a claim quickly is that time just passes. Time passes for you to actually get the compensation you're entitled to. So if, would, if, you know, if it, it would otherwise take you a year to get this compensation, as an example, by waiting those two years, you've now extended that time to three years. Brutal. There's absolutely no reason for it. And unfortunately, many law offices just take their time because they're overwhelmed with work. Uh, they don't have enough staff for whatever reason, or, or they're just lazy, or they don't have a proper system in place to allow them to, to move things along quickly. Uh, and one of the things that Lior and I have done uh, at the office is 
for, 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 for the last eight years, we've developed uh, really uh, efficient systems to make sure that, that no claim is left behind. It's a well-oiled sure machine over very, there. It has to be. Yeah. It has, these people are coming to you at their most vulnerable uh, situation. After an accident or when they've been fired, very, very important for people to go to the right place to get the right help. Get to uh, Orazio and Aurora. Good evening or good afternoon. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, man. What's, Hi, uh, what's your question? Um, I had my wife uh, fall in a very prominent story. Is it okay to mention the story? Or? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, she fell. She slipped in a Walmart and um, about three years ago. Okay. We um, we took. We really didn't think anything of it until my wife started, you know, have, uh, experiencing pain in her knee, and and so we end up hiring a lawyer on a you know per recovery basis. Right. Whatever they right. recover, they take a percentage, and and this has been three years later, and. And after, you know, um, several trips out to Hamilton and tests and, and, and meetings with the lawyer, we haven't even gone to discoveries. And, it, and, it's, and, and the worst part is that, you know, they've done a pickle drop at the store to see, you know, the, um, you know, the time that they take to clean their aisles. Um, they actually admitted guilt to not having the sweeping log done for the aisle where my wife fell. Right. There's just so much stacked up against the company, but there's really nothing that's been – we haven't seen anything materialize right now. And it's been very frustrating to see, like, so little, you know, movement forward uh, in this, you know, in this case. And Orazio, let me ask you a few questions, if you don't mind. How sure. old is your wife, approximately? She's, she's 49. 49. And, and was she working at the time? Was she employed? Yes, she was. Okay. Yeah. Has she been able to go back to work? Yes, she has. Okay. Full-time? Yep. Okay. And the injury is to the knee, right? Yes. Okay. Do we know what the injury is? Did she, is it just a sprain or is it a tear? It's, it's, yeah, it's brain slight tear, uh, but ongoing. It's, it's like it's almost like it's chronic pain now, it's a right? Chronic it's, pain. Has she yeah. been referred to a, to a, an orthopod for an opinion? Yeah, she's done all that. She's done the. Uh, she goes, you know, for therapy uh, every so often, uh, physio, and um, so it's 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 not life threatening. It's not you know deterring her from doing her her job, but it's still it's a pain that she has, uh, you know, pretty well every day and. Um, and the okay. fact that she fell in on some soap or whatever was in the aisle, and they admitted. You know, guilt to not having the sweeping log done. I, mm-hmm. I just kind of—it's really weird. It's bizarre the way it's—it's uh, it's been playing out right now. Okay, and you're saying that your lawyer told you that uh, that there was actually something. Uh, well, your lawyer told you that the sweep logs were not done. Yeah, no. no uh, the people, the manager at the time, there was people that actually witnessed my wife falling. Okay. The manager came along and asked the employee to go get the sweep log for the aisle. As right. my wife was down, they brought the sweep log right back wow. where she had fallen, and they admitted to not. It, to the sweep log not being completed. Okay, and what was the reason she fell? What did she fall on? Uh, it was, it was, uh, she fell on some, it might have been some conditioner or soap or, soap or, or, something? or something. Yeah. Okay, what did your lawyer tell you about liability? Or did, did, did your lawyer express any, any uh, opinion as to fault, as to whether or not he thinks that, uh, or she thinks that, that uh, the, 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 the store here is going to be at fault? Oh, yeah, no, he was, you know, I'll be honest with you, when we first took the, the thing to them, it was like, you know, I'll be honest with you, there was a remark made, it was like, God bless Walmart, right, kind of thing, like, right. it was bizarre, it was okay. really bizarre. Orezio, so, I have good news and I have bad news for you. Okay. The good news is that from everything you're telling me, your wife definitely has a claim for compensation, and in fact, if you were to go on that website that we talked about, theinjurycalculator.ca, you can figure out how much potentially she's entitled to for pain and suffering. The right. bad news is that this claim should have been resolved in about two, in, 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 in I would say about a few months to a year. Really? Yeah, absolutely. And, and look, sometimes these claims take longer to resolve. It's not, it's all up to the lawyer. But if you're telling yeah. me that this happened three years ago. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, actually, another important question. When did you go to the lawyer? Was, was it shortly after the accident? Yes, it was. It was probably maybe less than a couple months after. There's no reason whatsoever 
especially if your wife is is back at work full time, there's no reason why this claim is languishing and and it's it's going on for three years now. No yeah. no reason why. And I'll tell you more on this without even knowing which you know who the lawyer is. Uh, as a defense lawyer in the past, it would be very frustrating for me when I would actually send out letters to plaintiff lawyers, so people who are representing people like your wife who's injured, right. and I would actually ask them to give me a settlement proposal. Believe like, come not, on, let's do yeah, this, right? Defense yeah. lawyers, adjusters yeah. from insurance companies, oftentimes they're not interested in having these claims prolonged. They don't want that. They want these claims off the books. Right. So, so it's actually concerning to me that you're telling me that with, for three well, years now, nothing yeah. is happening. There's a major issue here. Well, there's, they even, they, they even made, because we've asked them, we've, you know, posed the same questions, like, why so long? And they're saying these cases sometimes take up to sometimes five to ten years. And I'm going to be honest with you, I'm a referee in hockey, and I'm in the middle of a case that's over seven years. Um, I was refereeing a game where a kid lost his eye in the game, and this has been going on for seven years, and it still hasn't been resolved. Okay, but, so but you're dealing... Right, but you're dealing with a different situation altogether. First of all, when you're dealing with children, oftentimes you need to actually wait enough time to figure out what the impact is of the injury on, on, on the kid long term. So that takes yeah. time. In fact, before you well, settle uh, claims of children, those have, to, those have to be approved by judges, and judges okay. want to see what happens. They want to get all the experts. So that's, that's very, right. very uh, uh, different. In your wife's case, there's no reason why this claim has not been resolved two years ago. Okay. So, so Orezio, what I will tell you is that, uh, exactly what I said to Donna before, which is, you know, call the lawyer tomorrow, okay? Uh, figure out what's going on. Uh, ask them the timeline of what they think is, is uh, what's been scheduled uh, that's coming up. And if you're not getting the answers that, that you're asking for uh, and that you need, give me a call and I'll tell you what needs to be done next. Short break. We'll get to Dave, our uh, final call, I guess, of the afternoon or more on the Insurance and Injury Law Show. Talk radio, AM 640. Get to our last few minutes here. A reminder, outside of show hours, help at theinsurancelawyer.ca, 416-216-5910. And something you do in the meantime, if you've uh, been injured or suffered from an injury, you don't know what uh, compensation you're looking at, injurycalculator.ca would be a, a, a good place to start. So check that out uh, even now as we are uh, currently sitting here. Dave in Brampton. Hello, Dave. Welcome to the show. Hi. How are you doing? Good Hi, time. Dave. Quickly, what do you got? Yeah, in 2002, my daughter, just before her fourth birthday, fell on a McDonald's, broke her arm. Uh initial concern was to get the arm fixed, thought about lawsuit, couldn't find a contingency lawyer. In 2008, went to a lawyer for a personal matter. He said they could still do it. Uh, then, after a year or so of process, he said he'd like to wait till she was 18, which she's not yet, and proceed. That seems like a long time for me, and I had some other problems with that law office, so I'm wondering if that's true, and if it is, can we move forward after she turns 18? Okay, there's a few questions there, Dave. Uh, so let me let me address them. First of all, the reason why I think that lawyer wants to wait until she's 18 is because uh, that lawyer wants to deal with her directly. Once she reaches the age of majority, if there is a settlement, uh, it doesn't have to be judge approved. Whereas right. if if there is a settlement uh, when when the child is still a minor, uh, then it has to be approved by a court. And oftentimes lawyers don't like that because it means that their bills get reviewed by the judge. Okay. He did mention that about uh, dealing with her directly, which I didn't have a problem with. Okay, right. Sure. I mean, it's not an issue. Uh, the limitation period is suspended for minors, so really, the two years that I was talking about only starts running from when she turns eighteen. Uh, now, I'm not sure what, what um, you know what, what what caused her to fall, uh, but uh, I, I would be very happy to speak with you off air about this. Give me a call at the office. Uh, let's chat about this. 
uh, if in fact McDonald's was at fault here, uh, then it doesn't seem like a, like a, a very difficult claim sure. to resolve. I'm not sure why everyone keeps postponing it or why the previous law firm said that they're not willing to take it on. But oftentimes, many lawyers and law firms are hesitant to deal with minors because there's an, there's an added layer of complexity there. Uh, that's something that we deal with quite often, so it's not an issue. 416-216-5910 to get hold of Savan right now, help with insurancelawyer.ca. And when you got a moment, check out injurycalculator.ca as well. Next week, more of the Insurance and Injury Law Show right here on Talk Radio, AM 640.